At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, or Spotify. And of course, you can download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what business owners are really looking for when building websites. And joining us for that conversation, I'd like to welcome to Press This, Mr. Erwin Howe. Erwin, welcome. Thanks, David, for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. Excellent. So glad to have you here. Where are you joining us from here today? Uh, it's good old, uh, I was going to say sunny Melbourne in Australia, but it's actually uh, quite cold today. So um, call it cold Melbourne in Australia. Cold Melbourne. I, li- I like that. I like that. You know, the one time I went to Melbourne, it snowed right after I left. It was the snowstorm a, co- a few years ago, if you remember that. Um, at least south of there, I guess, is where it was. I don't know. Uh, I just yeah. remember seeing like videos of kangaroos jumping through the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not that cold today, which is great. And um, yeah, no, it's a good time uh, around uh, being the start of winter. So, mm. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. For those listening, um, what Erwin's going to talk about, Erwin's from a company called Chromatics, uh, but he's going to talk about his 13 years of experience discovering what business owners and marketers really want with site builds and optimizations. We've all been there, that client asking for that thing, and it sounds weird and, and wondering like what they're really going for there. Uh, but Erwin's going to share his thoughts around the common motivations behind stakeholder asks, examples of how stakeholders often ask for the wrong things to achieve their outcomes. They wouldn't do that. And how your team can create a more collaborative approach that delivers what the business really needs. All right, Erwin, I'm going to ask you the same first question I ask everybody else, uh, which is to briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, great question, actually. Um, I did uh, do some digging, but uh, in my head, uh, 2008, uh, a friend uh, asked me to help him with his uh, website. And back in the day, uh, yeah, there's, only, there's a few tools out there, but um, you know, blogs were all the rage and uh, WordPress seemed to be the right choice. So I kind of landed on WordPress. Uh, it was easy to use. Um, everyone seemed to be making websites in, in WordPress uh, and a couple other names and stuff, but um, I was doing some looking. Uh, yeah, WordPress now makes up 40 plus percent of all websites in the world. And so um, I'm glad I, I made that choice early on, but I, I, I'm not going to lie, I pretty much stumbled across it. I'm glad I fell in love with it. 
and I haven't fallen out of love with it uh, ever since. And the rest is history. What were you doing in 2008 that your friend felt confident that you could help them with a website? Well, I'm not going to lie. I actually got, um, I just got made redundant from an ad agency uh, and I was sitting at home with nothing else to do, uh, having come from digital. And uh, he said, no, I want to try to give you a break, which I really appreciated. And uh, that was actually the start of this whole uh, business or entrepreneur kind of uh, journey. So he really gave me that first shot. So I really, uh, if John, if you're listening, uh, I owe you one, buddy. So <laughs> uh, thank you so much. That's it. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. It's always great to have those people in our lives. And of course, 2008 would have been an exciting time, although you probably didn't recognize it at the time, but we had just come out of short codes and widgets hitting uh, the core and other elements of, you know, really progressing WordPress to be even more than a blogging platform. Uh, but that would have been, of course, early days with all that. Um, could you tell me a little bit about Chromatics and what y'all do? Yeah, no, well, Chromatics is a business I've been running, uh, like you mentioned, uh, for the last 13 years. Uh, we're actually a web conversion uh, design agency. So in simple terms, we're, we do web design, web development uh, with a real focus on using user psychology uh, and uh, technology to drive uh, greater sales conversion. And so, um, yeah, after 13 years, uh, we've picked up uh, a good uh, 80 plus awards and mentions, and uh, we've got a nice team of 12 um in-house just uh helping us out uh bashing out these sites so hmm. well that's excellent and congratulations on the growth over the years and uh web conversion sounds like a wonderful niche to focus on and or at mm. least focus your efforts around um, and you mentioned the psychology of marketing and the psychology of, of the user kind of as you're experiencing the site and putting some of your these words in your mouth i guess a little bit but you mentioned that word psychology and it really has me thinking about the psychology of stakeholders. And so I could see where you might be using these skills of creating, you know, a web experience, leveraging how people think and what motivates them with how you deal with your clients. I'm wondering if there's a connection there, but maybe I can kind of kick into my first question around, you know, the kind of topic du jour, which is what's really on these business owners and stakeholders' minds, clients' minds. Uh, but what do you think are the common motivations uh, stakeholders have when making an ask of a web optimization team? Yeah, well, I think people usually come to, I mean, we, we get that many leads through multiple channels of uh, various businesses we run. Uh, Chromatics is just one of many. We run uh, Neon Bright, which is a conversion copywriting agency. I run my own consulting under erwinhow.com. And also um, we've got a new startup coming out called Conversion Cow. You can kind of see that theme of conversion coming through. But the question we always get, no matter which channel, uh, we get questions like, oh, or statements like, we're embarrassed about our website. You know, that doesn't really reflect, uh, that site doesn't reflect the awesomeness of our business. Um, or the fun one I've realized is, or, or they've realized is during COVID, uh, you can't go offline, so everything's gone online. And so I now need to depend on my website that little bit more. Um, the other one is uh, maybe they've, they've been now operating their business for so long and they realize it's time to scale and uh, referral partners can only so, go so far. And so they need to push into digital marketing. So their website needs, uh, you know, new traffic methods and that traffic method uh, really re relies on a website. If you think about it um, or their website's just out of date, it's been, you know, a while, uh, you know, 1954, I built this first website and now I really have to upgrade it because I realize it's not just about having a website, but it's having a website that actually works. That's where it's all about. So they're the kind of common thoughts that 
uh, I, I find usually come in, into mind. So you were talking a little bit about how the, there were different motivations you felt that people were coming to you for these projects on. And one of the ones you mentioned was that people might be embarrassed about their site. And I'm just wondering, is that like actually the motivation behind that? Like what, what what's deeper than being embarrassed? Like what are they really asking for? Yeah. So the embarrassment comes because firstly, they, they think they need to look a bit better. They've seen a style on someone else's website that looks better. They think they want to win an award. They want some fancy functions or uh, the next shiny thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to um, they, well, mainly it's really they want more business. They need more leads. Um, they need to focus more on the business uh, side of, um, of things and the purpose of what the website does. Uh, because I don't think anyone woke up out of bed going, oh, I need a new website. I think the real pain point's like, oh, actually, I'm embarrassed, but I do want to make more money and get more leads. I need more turnover, more revenue, uh, more customers. Um, and so it's just trying to give them that mind shift to go, well, let's start with the end in mind. Let's focus on the business outcomes first and then make web choices that match that business outcome. So to your point, like, it's not like they're, they're sitting, like they're thinking like my, my website, I don't like the design. So I just want it to look like something I like really what they're asking for, of course, is something that better represents their brand and helps them achieve their financial outcomes. And they're not sitting on a call with you thinking about spending money because they want something that's pretty. They want something that converts. And of course, this is where we get into the client kind of self-prescribing the solution as they talk to the expert. Mm. And I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. I like some kind of fun examples even, but we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm speaking with Erwin Howe of Chromatics about what business owners and clients are really looking for in your site builds. 
Erwin, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the common motivations. And you talked about people being embarrassed about their design, depending on their site, needing to scale and thinking like, well, what is the real root business motivation they're, they're trying to go for here? Mm -hmm. And I kind of had this kind of bridging statement where I was like, well, okay, fine. If, if they're coming to you with almost these prescriptions of, of, you know, being embarrassed about the design, they're kind of implying that they kind of think they know what's wrong. And so I'm just wondering, um, maybe you could give us some kind of clear examples of ask stakeholders might be making that might be counter to their goals. Yeah, no, I think a lot of the time websites are, are visual tools. And so every comment that we usually get at the first round is usually more to do with visuals, you know, what kind of colors, what kind of effects, uh, what fonts to use, uh, branding, and all that is very important. But you have to see a website holistically. And so we've kind of worked out there's kind of six to seven kind of key areas to look at when you look at a website. And you kind of have to consider all six to seven without um, uh, breaking a sweat, but everyone can only see the first one, which is just design. We have to look at you know, design in line with development, like the CMS, the platform, how easy it is to update for the customer, how user-friendly it is for the marketing manager to, to do what they need, but also for the user to interact with. Can they find what they're looking for? How secure is the site? How fast does the site run? Um, SEO implications of what you're choosing. But unfortunately, based on, even based on all those points, the user only sees, or the customer in this case, only sees the first part, design. And so they have to look deeper. And again, we haven't even talked about those business um, uh, problems that you're using to solve with web, which is really, how do we get more profit, turnover, customers? Um, it's having that mindset shift as well. So, yeah. And so the client comes in and they have a preconceived notion of what's important. And you had mentioned design. I remember from my agency days, I ran an agency. I don't know if you know that, Erwin. I do mention mm. that on the show every now and then. Wow. But we were full service and we would do marketing. And so we do you know, paid search and organic. And we'd have people come in and ask for organic. And I'm like, are you doing paid? And they would say, no. And I was like, okay, do you want leads tomorrow or three or two, six months from now? And they're like, tomorrow sounds great. I'm like, awesome. Let's try that first. And, uh, but it, it was really the salient point that would just come up over and over and over and over and over again. And, and we would, you know, kind of direct people in that other way. But like when someone comes in and, and their focus is on the design and the colors and, and making it pop or, or dynamic or whatever, mm. how do you think about like getting them to, to think about the, the, the situation differently. I mean, isn't the customer always right? How do you how do you convince them yeah. that they might be going down the wrong path here? All right, we always start by talking about. Um, I mean, sometimes people when they bring us in, they go, "You don't really sound like a web designer or a web developer. You sound more like a business coach or a uh, psychologist." You know, or because you're asking business questions. And so the 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 thing we love sharing at the very beginning of every call. Um, is do you know that one formula that pretty much summarizes how you're going to get customers in a really simple way? And so um, we, we usually share with them that traffic times conversion rate equals customers. And if you understand that principle, it now helps to separate the, the SEO, the AdWords, the paid with the website. And then if you understand how traffic times conversion rate equals customers plays into, wait a minute, Conversion rate, I didn't say the word website. I said conversion rate. The conversion process, which really, if you think about it in simple terms, is just really the sales process. The website's just usually the start of that. 
And so we normally try to make it as clean cut as simple. So people understand who is playing what at which part we segment uh, each section and we kind of go, well, we just, we're just playing this part. You know, the, the web convergence side, if we can undo or, you know, uh, block this or unblock uh, this bottleneck, I think you're going to get more likely chance of getting customer. And then we usually challenge it more. What's your sales team like? What's the rest of the sales process like? And once we've established the understanding and the flow of how traffic comes to you, they come to your website, they talk to your sales guys, you have a proposal, you couple, you know, a couple of meetings in between, and they sign up, and that's pretty much it. Once they understand that process, then we can kind of start. And usually it kind of takes the focus away from what's pretty and now onto how does business normally run and work. And so that that's usually how we go about it. So yeah. Yeah, I like that that kind of clarifying position of like traffic times conversion rate equals customers. And I could see where that would really help to set the stage for more difficult decisions later when the client might be saying, we need this giant video on the page. And you're like, yeah, but the page might slow down and that could cost us conversions. And then they're like, hmm, okay, maybe I need to think about that a little differently. Or maybe I could live with a shorter video or something akin to that. But um, I, I could see where that could be really you know, clarifying and helpful kind of later in the process. Now, you talked a little bit about how some of the feedback you've gotten and how you do your interviews is you know, maybe a little surprising for people that have worked with web designers in the past. And I'm just curious, like what your recommendations would be um, on uh, how teams can, uh, what teams can do, questions to ask, processes to have to get the better understanding of those needs um, from their stakeholders. Like what is that consultative or or, uh, psychology type approach? Uh, What are some examples uh, of how you all do that? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is a mindset shift for the designer or the developer. For a moment, you can't be a designer developer. You kind of have to act like the business owner, think like the, the business owner. And what problem do you think they're coming with? And it's usually not a design one or a coding one uh, at the end of the day. It's more to do with business. And so it's having that kind of uh, mindset shift, uh, firstly, uh, for yourself. I think having so- a framework. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, do you feel like the mindset shift is away from like, I'm building a web page and what kind of web page am I trying to build to thinking about it from the business owner's perspective? Is that the mind shift you were kind of thinking of? Yeah. Well, actually, sometimes I even say to my, I actually even say to the customer, I'm going to pretend that I own your business with you. I'm like your, your virtual business partner. What decisions would I make? Because if I owned your business, I wouldn't actually think about colors. I'll think about, again, business outcomes and how that changes things and, and, and how I'm going to, you know, go to, to that bottom line, how I'm going to help the profit line, the, the turnover line, the, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's a real mindset shift in that way. So sitting in there from their perspective, you know, it's interesting the the, from their perspective, when we talk about the obsession with, you know, design elements, one thing that really stood out to me as I thought about the client's perspective was they end up showing that website to their friends a lot of the times, especially small business yeah. owners and family. And like the design actually is a reflection on them as a person in a lot of ways. And that made me really think differently about how clients, you know, obsess over design and, and how important that is because it, it is a reflection on them as a person. And, and maybe it shouldn't be, but like it is. And it's, it's really interesting that I don't know. I found a lot of value in that approach, working with clients and stakeholders. Um, any other areas on, on getting in he- inside the head to better understand their needs? I really like the well, pretend 
you're then thing, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, I really love your point because before you, you can't say to someone, oh, actually, thanks for your design opinions. I'm just going to throw that in the bin. Let's go to the conversion. I think it's important to number one, acknowledge what they like and say, no, and, and, and still incorporate it into uh, the piece, but like a dance, you can't both lead one has to lead. So I usually say, well, are we leading, leading by the purpose of the website, which is in this case, conversion. Uh, and by the way, there's two types of conversion. I should actually say uh, just because I get all these calls when people say, oh, I'm not an e-commerce site. You know, I, I don't, you know, you're not meant to add to cart and buy those shoes instantly. You know, our product takes six months, you know, one year, two years before anyone considers, um, you know, us. Um, there's relational conversion and there's transactional conversion. But at the end of the day, it's still conversion, uh, building, getting that confidence, uh, selling confidence in that way. Um but um, well, I've just lost my thought. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's really interesting. Um, obviously, uh, to your point, especially if you're trying to keep your clients, you can't tell them, oh, that was a horrible idea, right? Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that notion of the dance and, uh, you know, because you need to keep the client happy, you keep them coming back and buying more. And I definitely have taken the conversions only matter approach with a stakeholder who is all about design. It did not turn out well, Erwin, I can, mm. I can attest to that. <laughs> uh, I do remember that experience quite, quite, quite specifically. And realizing that wasn't necessarily my main point of realization, but it was a huge part of understanding that, okay, look, there's more to it than just the conversion. There's the relationship I have with the stakeholder and the client or whatever it is and, and being cognizant that, Hey, it is important. As a matter of fact, one of WP engines, uh, <laughs> core values is design matters. Like it definitely matters. Yeah, uh, but to your point, um, the design's got to do its job and it's got to meet the needs of the business. Um, I have more questions on the stakeholder side. Cause like, you know, how do we help them ask better questions and make better asks? But we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking about what business owners really are looking for with site builds with Erwin Howe. Erwin, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about how the build teams can get a better understanding of the needs of the stakeholders, you know, sitting in their chair, you said pretending to be them, all these different ways of of trying to get a better understanding there. Um, But I'm trying to curious, like, how can we train these clients? How can we train these stakeholders to make better asks? Um, I really like the formula approach you took earlier, but anything else on that vein you'd, you'd like to mention? Well, we always try to focus more on the purpose of the website and understand, not making a website because you have nothing to do. You're here because you want to try to get someone's attention and you want them to take action. And then we usually focus on, well, what is the action points that you want people to take? And so we know kind of usually list them down. It's usually the usual suspects of phone number, email, you know, contact page, or a little pop out or your chat bot or whatever it is. And then we kind of continue to keep drilling. Well, how do we get people to focus on doing that how do we keep focusing on you know getting people to that point but also just seeing things from the customer's perspective the the target market's perspective but still with the business in mind because the thing we get the most is people go oh you know ui ux let's just do ui ux let's make it look user friendly and let's help use it but you know what the best user journey is sometimes uh, david it's it's i'm going to jump on your website i'm going to find your pricing I get that pricing, learn everything I need. I'm going to go to your competitor and I'm going to sign up with them. That's a great user journey for me, but that's not the best business outcome at the end of the day. So as much as it is important to focus on UI UX, it's still remembering what's the purpose of the website, what's the conversion points, the action points, and then making sure all our decisions are based around that. So yeah, it's just bringing everything back to that kind of core focus. And that's, uh, to me, it's, it's a bit of a, consulting approach as opposed to just a design approach. When someone comes to you with an ask that you feel might be counter, you maybe perhaps could be counter to the objective or not supportive of it, maybe getting in the way of something else that's more, you know, maybe more material. Um, do you, do you like put the question back to the client and say, um, what are your thoughts on the effectiveness of that suggestion or ask to achieve our objective? Do you try to train them that maybe the objective might not be the, the right thing? Um, how, do you, how do you typically approach it when they maybe come in with an ask that's counter to what you're trying to achieve from the business perspective? Yeah, for sure. Well, at the very beginning, because we set, we've set the stage of what is the purpose of the website? Why did, why did you even engage with us? And, and what, what would a successful campaign or successful website look like if we had completed it with you. So we always do that at the very beginning. So everything that is thrown at it, including my design team, including myself as the strategist, including uh, you know a, a third party, I come back to the, we agreed at the very beginning. And I, again, I don't force that agreement. I say, do you agree with us that this is what we're trying to do to achieve and that this will be the shining light? This is what's going to guide us to the uh, a successful project. Is this true? And everything else to that is secondary. Do we agree? And usually there's a, kind of like a yes or or maybe and we kind of refine it and we do that before we move into any design so if they suddenly come back and say well i would like a picture of a jumping uh, kitty on my homepage because my competitor does that and it looks really animated and dynamic and there's movement i'm saying well the the kitty sounds like a fantastic idea 
Number one, does it agree with what we kind of established at the very beginning? Number two, does your target market even want this and stuff? And so really there's the purpose that sets the scene. There's an understanding of the target market, which I guess is, you know, part of you know, to that. And always challenging the client to see it as that because else it's just opinion versus opinion. In my opinion versus their opinion, who's right? Maybe they are correct. Maybe a jumping kitty would actually be the correct answer, but I just want them to make sure that we're all on the same page, that there's no you versus me. It's actually us versus the purpose that we had set out. And that usually ends up being a, a fantastic outcome. So yeah, and it also helps to guide our third parties as well if they incorporate or, or get a copywriter or a photographer or a videographer or, or someone else involved in the website process as well. Yeah, it's a good point. It helps to abstract out the personal opinions and relationships. I'm guessing you all are doing quite a bit of A-B testing too along the way. Mm. So we, we have a bit of a framework that we have ourselves already that we already know works um, because um, a lot of clients go to us, oh, do you specialize in B2B or B2C? And I'm saying, and I usually say none, none of the above. We focus on B2H, business to human. We look at the human psychology. So I don't really mind if you're a business or a consumer or if you're 70 or seven years old or whatever language you speak, as long as I can use human psychology principles and think more about human behavior, I think we're in the right place. So, yeah. All right. Well, if I was your client, Erwin, I would tell you to ship the Dancing Kitty website every single time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyways, this is awesome, Erwin. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate yeah. it. Of course, if you'd like to learn more about what Erwin is up to, you can visit chromatics.com.au. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.